Welcome to the podcast with a purpose with information and content meant to motivate, aspire and inspire you from romance author and host Chamira E. Fleming, but you can call her my welcome to an experience. This is the Purple Charm Experience. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so glad that you're here today. And I wanted to kick it off with a really cool quote that I found by Edmund Hillary. And it says, it is not the mountain we conquer, but ourselves. And when I reflected on this particular quote, I thought about how many times have I wanted to do something and I got in my own my own way. You know, sometimes we are trying to do too much and we get in our own way. And at times when we do that, it's ourselves, just like the quote says, it's ourselves that we have to overcome. You know, we get on our heads, we get into overthinking things and we listen to other people when we probably should, you know, focus on what it is that we're trying to do and take the best course of action. A lot of times we know exactly what we need to do. We know we need to fall back <laughs> when necessary. We know we need to step up when necessary. We know that a lot of the tools and resources that we're looking for and looking Um, for other people to provide for us, we can get it ourselves. So I think, you know, the, the message in this quote is not focusing so much on what it is in front of us that we are having to overcome or climbing this, this steep hill or mountain that we are having to face but really thinking about how we ourselves are impeding the process. How are we ourselves, you know, making an obstacle for ourselves when really, if we just focus and just go for it, we can get over that hump. We can climb that mountain. We can get to the other side. It doesn't take as much as what we're, we're putting into it if we just chill out, fall back, reassess and look at what we're doing and then tackle it. Um, and so that's what I got from this particular quote today. I hope you agree if you don't, or if you have some other comments or thoughts on it, please feel free to drop me a line. Let me know what your thoughts are. I love to hear from you and I appreciate you listening to my quote of the day. Let it motivate, aspire and inspire you. And until I have another one for you, next time. Hello, 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 everyone. Um, Today, I thought it would be a great opportunity to do a mid-year check-in to go back to where we started at the beginning of the year with the My Framework, the Motivate, Aspire, Inspire Framework. I'm not sure where you guys are with that or if you are, you know, still working on achieving the things 
that you or the goals that you set out for yourselves at the beginning of the year. But I feel like right now is a really good time to reassess and do those things. You know, in my my line of work in the past, um, working in corporate budgeting, you know, uh, I will one of the things that we would do around the summertime because we were on the uh fiscal calendar as far as like our budgets and not the calendar year and then we was on a fiscal year and so a lot of times we would reassess where our uh, business areas budget was at this point in the year and so for us our 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 reevaluation of the budget would come up during the summer months. So around the June, July, August timeframe. And we would, you know, recall where the business area, you know, felt like their budgets needed to be at the beginning of the year, where they wanted to, you know, what types of projects they were going to be investing in as far as like whether they would need funding for the year for particular projects that what they would be um, working on throughout the year. And then when the summer came around, we would take a look at the budget, see where their budget, the actual stand to see if they were, um, you know, still falling in within where they felt like the budget was going to be, or if the budget needed to be adjusted to accommodate for additional funds that may be needed for projects that have exceeded the original budget or if they were going to have to take on new projects or take on you know um purchases if they needed to do you know unforeseen purchase for whatever it may be or if they needed to do some hiring um for um that they may or may not have foreseen or they could be reducing the amount of spend because they are way over budget so this would be the time where we would do a reassessment and also it's usually the time where we would do our check-ins for performance reviews as well so i felt like you know i always try to think of um you know my business creative calfare i try to model my business and how i do some of the things that i do um, around how I've operated in my traditional professional life um, outside of my my own business and try to model some of the things that has worked for me or that has been, you know, kind of like actual policies that are used in, in industry currently um, as a model for me to, you know, follow throughout my my work with uh, with my own business. And so I think it sets a great framework and a great um, foundation for planning and organizing and positioning myself um, accordingly. And so um, now is the time for me to really take a, a look back and see where I wanted to go with this year. I know that there were some things that I wanted to accomplish, such as, you know, getting more sponsors, um, actually getting more guests on, um, the show and, um, getting my, my book published and a lot of things have happened. Some good, but I've also realized that I've had some setbacks as well. So I'm going to have to reevaluate 
the things that I'm going to pre prioritize so I didn't get these things done by end of year. And so, um, for instance, <laughs> the um, getting my book published by the end of the year, um, I'm still trying to clean it up. I really want to push it so that it, it is you know, really robust. The story is really robust. And, and, and I feel like I have a great story, but I feel like it's missing something. And I want to make sure that I have it before I put it out there, but I am so excited. Now I have gotten some stuff done with it. I've gotten the, the cover done. I still need to get the wrap for the cover done, but all of the things that I need to promote it is completely, you know, ready to go. And I need to, um, once I finish my cleanup and my edit of the story, then I can submit it to my, my, um, my editor so that she can do her work. But I need to, I definitely need to reach out to her and let her know that, um, that's going to be coming down the pipe soon. Also, um, Not only that, I had planned on having more guests on. Um, I've had at least one guest, and I was excited about her, Tashik, which you guys, if you've listened to the first episode of this season, she was on. Um, She's an erotic romance author, and it was amazing to have her on. But I really wanted to have some other guests on, and um, so I'm going to have to work harder to prepare to get, you know, more guests interested in coming on and sharing their stories and their journeys with, with me and my audience. And so that's something else that I'm working toward. Um, another, you know, area where I feel like I need to uh, focus is making sure that I am consistently writing um, consistently putting out content and making sure that, um, everything is, you know, so that people know that I'm, I'm still out here and I'm doing this work because, um, there have been some moments where I feel like I haven't been as driven as I've wanted to be. And it's not because I couldn't, it's just, I've just had a lot of things going on. Now I will say, uh, although these were my setbacks, I have had some accomplishments such as I've, uh, joined the charm city media, um, charm city collective media, um, um, the group. And that's been amazing. Um, I've actually guest interviewed, um, my podcast brother, Aaron Dante, which is also a two-time award-winning podcaster. Uh, he is the host of No Picks After Dark. So if you not listened to that, that interview, if you've not checked out his show, I highly recommend it. Um, he is amazing. Um, I've actually had the opportunity to complete um, several courses um, for self-improvement, self-investment. And I'm going to talk about that and, uh, probably in the, in the next, the next, um, episode about self-investment and, um, my journey in actually completing, 
um, the course, a course in graphic, graphic design specialization, um, and also um, the Wine and Spirits Education Education Trust course um, as well. So I'll be talking about that in, in, in the upcoming episode, maybe the next episode, if not the next episode, definitely um, a future episode. So although I've had some setbacks, some minor setbacks, I have had some really, really great achievements, some wins for this, this year until, you know, from January until this month or July. And so I'm really, really proud of where I am, even though there are some things that I really hope to have had comp- had accomplished by now. Um, there's still a lot of great things to come by the end of the year and a lot of other things that I want to share with you guys in, in future episodes. So, um, so I hope that you guys are, are making some progress, that you are doing well, that um, you're, you are accomplishing the goals that you have set up for this year. For me, I know I'm going to have to re uh, uh, take a look at what I've written down as my goals for the year and reevaluate them and uh, reprioritize some of the things that I need to get done now, as opposed to the things that I, I felt were going to be you know, key drivers for this year. Maybe those are going to be shifted down a little bit further down the line and put some of the ones that I'm really, really focused on getting done this year, move them up. And so, um, and going hard in the paint until we get through with this year to get them accomplished. So I just wanted to bring that up today and talk about it for a little bit, because I know that it's important to, to set goals for ourselves and to prioritize and Stay organized on the things that we're driving toward because it helps us stay focused on, you know, um, the things that we want to accomplish in life. And if we're going to get anywhere and, you know, look back on where we've been and what we've done, we got to stay focused. And, you know, you can't do everything at once, but if you take your time and do a little bit at a time and when you see that you need to make some you know make some pivots and some changes that you can do that on the fly and, and and keep it moving and so that um you don't get balled down and don't feel like um discouraged that you that you can't accomplish things because you can and uh just because you can't do it or didn't do it in the time that you expected you would get it done doesn't mean that you can't get it done So, and if we think about the quote that we have from the day, it's all about conquering ourselves and not the mountain because the mountain is the easiest ourselves and getting out of our own way that allows us to get these things done. So, um, I hope you enjoyed this topic today. I hope you are accomplishing your goals and I hope that if you, um, feel inclined to do so, please share with me, um, your thoughts and some of your goals and maybe we can bounce ideas and things off each other on how to get it get them accomplished this year so thank you so much welcome everyone i have another great tip for you for my sip of the week Um, and I hope that you enjoy it. 
and um this particular wine um it is called Polvero Tenuta it's vintage is 2018 it's from Italy I won't try to pronounce the region that it's from because I do not want to butcher it um but it is from Italy and if you want to see what the bottle looks like I actually have a picture of it on my my Instagram page so you check it out there um, the variety is Pinot Grigio the producer again is Tenuta Povero and it's alcohol by volume percentage is 13% um, this wine um, I, I just love white wines and this is white wine of course it's Pinot Grigio I love wines that are like pale in color like beautiful like I just think it's beautiful in, in the glass especially when it's chilled and so this one has a really pale uh, white kind of lemony looking color it's like really like if you've if you've had fresh squeezed lemonade that is um, like doesn't have a ton of sugar in it but my grandfather used to make his lemonade this way and it's so pale that it, it, it almost looks clear but it has like a beautiful you know tint to it because it has of course lemon and that's what it reminded me of like I just love when wines look this way it has a really really light citrusy uh, aroma and is light um, some of the secondary aromas characteristics that I found that it had was kind of floral um, when I tasted it however it tastes off dry the acidity is pretty high to me um, the alcohol again was medium body was light the flavor was medium and some of the primary secondary and tertiary characteristics of the flavor is that its primary characteristic flavor characteristic to me was that it had like a citrus fruit taste um, the secondary flavor characteristics was that it was mm, had a, like a buttery cheesy taste and then the tertiary flavor characteristics to me it was like uh, pears and green apple is what I tasted and so um, which is pretty I think it's pretty uh, typical for for Pinot Grigio to have those types of characteristics actually and so um, which was really nice for me um, I felt like this wine was very very chill very sippable like it's one of those really great wines to have with a charcuterie tray and to you know converse with friends and just chill out and have a good time too um, my overall uh, perception or uh, thoughts on this particular wine is that it was the quality was very good to me um, and some of the notes, some of the, um, notes that I took from when I sipped this wine was that the sip was delightful and crisp. It's the perfect warm weather white wine. The flavors linger. And to me, I felt like the tannins were a 
balanced and pleasant addition to the sip. It definitely has a noticeable cheese and butter flavor on the back end. And overall, I really enjoyed this wine and I would definitely recommend it. So there you have it for this week's My Sip of the Week. Again, it's called Polvero Tenuta. The vintage is 2018. It's from Italy. And the variety is Pinot Grigio. And its alcohol by volume is 13%. So if you like this particular wine, if you try it and like it, please let me know. Let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear them. Um, But until next week, please have a happy time sipping and drink responsibly. So, you know, this is probably one of my favorite points in the podcast where I get to talk about my favorite musical artist of all time, the icon, Prince. And so uh, today I wanted to talk about some of uh, the facts that I found um, regarding one of my favorite albums and probably one of his best albums, arguably, arguably, one of his best albums, Sign of the Times. Um, I completely love this album. You know, it's got so many really wonderful tracks on it from beginning to end. It's probably one one of my. I could why I could listen to literally all of his albums from beginning to end, but this one I always go back to. Between this one, the 1999 album, Dirty Mind album, I'll probably, and the For You album, I'll probably listen listen to those albums the most out of all of his albums in his catalog. Even though there are tracks later in his career, like the Raven to the Joy Fantastic album, I love, you know, a lot of the tracks from that, that album. There's some tracks from the the Gold Experience album that I love. You know, like I said, there are arguably other songs from other albums where I pick and choose what I like. But those albums, the For You album, 1999 album, Dirty Mind album, Sign of the Times album, and probably the Parade album, I can listen to those over and over again. But today I'm going to focus on the Sign of the Times album. Um, my first fact that I found is that this album was actually supposed to be a triple album. And, um, also before I even go there, um, my facts come from, uh, cbc.ca, which is a, um, the CBC radio, um, article that I found about them. Um, but anyway, um, yes, Sign of Time's album was supposed to be a triple album. And um, Sign of the Times was originally intended to be entitled Crystal Ball. Now, Crystal Ball did come out, but it came out much, much later. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it came out in the mid-90s. I think I've talked about it before. And it has... a Now, that album does have a lot of great, great stuff on it, especially... 
Um, one of my favorite tracks on that album is Chlorinating Bacon Skin. And it's basically just Prince and Moore's Day. Um, Prince acting silly. Uh, <laughs> talking about chlorine. <laughs> um, and Albert on the album. And and it has um, Moore's Day playing drums. And I just love when he says splash. And every time... Uh, he says Splash Morris Day hit the symbols, but yeah, that's one of my favorite albums. But it states uh, the article stated that, um, of course, Warner Brothers refused to release Crystal Ball, and after more recording sessions, including songs from another unreleased project, Dream Factory, I actually have that album as well. Um, he ended up with the double album we know as Sign of the Times. Now, I will say about the Dream Factory album. Um, last, uh, last season I played a song. Well, I didn't play the song, but I talked about the song from this particular album. That is probably one of my favorite songs and it's called crucial. And I actually went through and described, um, the, what I thought, um, the sounds of this, this particular song meant, um, between two people being in love. So if you haven't heard that, that episode, please go back and check out season one and my discussion of crucial. I can't remember the episode that I did it in, but I think it was like midway through the season. So, um, you might want to check that out if you're interested in knowing what my thoughts were about that particular song, because it is a dope song and the, um, the guitar solo in that song is amazing. Like he, he, he is the reason why I want to learn how to play the guitar. He's the reason why I bought me a guitar (laughs) so that I can learn how to play and I will learn how to play it. Trust and believe that. Okay. So moving right along. Um, Let's see, there is, I'm not sure, most people probably know about this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, um, that um, there's a song on Sign of the Times called uh, Starfish and Coffee. Um, on that particular song, uh, Susanna Melvoin, which was Prince's um fiance at the time she co-wrote that song and if you didn't know Susanna Melvoin is the sister of Wendy Melvoin which was also a guitar player in the revolution she Wendy was is a part of the band the revolution and so um and their sisters (laughs) and so the song starfish and coffee the song's nursery rhyme feel was no mistake. It was partly inspired by an eccentric classmate that Wendy and Susanna had growing up. And so Prince, you know, wanted to make a song about it. And so um, they ended up doing it. And later on, if you haven't seen it, you can probably find it on YouTube now uh, if they haven't removed it. Um, I think it's still there, but Prince performed that song with the Muppets in the nineties. And, uh, it's pretty cute. 
So if you haven't checked it out, please check it out. I actually have a t-shirt. Wendy was selling, not Wendy, but um, Susanna was selling t-shirts shortly after Prince transition um, that said starfish and coffee, maple syrup and jam. She had these really cool t-shirts made um, back in 2016. And I actually picked up um, picked up one so um, to support because I, I love that song it's a really cute song and uh, um, but if you haven't heard it in a while please go and check it out good song alright so our third and final um, our third and final fact is that this was my favorite one because I really love this song. Um, as you all may know, I've, I've talked about how I've modeled a lot of my characters in my first book, The Violet Rose After Prince. And um, there's a lot of uh, purple charms, I call them, um, which are like little nuggets or little pieces of information as a way for me to pay tribute to my favorite musical artist. But this particular song, um, there's a part in my book, um, where Nate goes to a bar called Barlow's, which is an actual bar in Boston. I've talked about this before. And he, uh, orders a fruit cocktail and the waitress name was Dorothy and I pretty much modeled it after the song and so this particular fact um, is about the ballad of Dorothy Parker which was actually a pretty cool mistake that happened uh, with the way it sounded um, this, this song was actually derived from a mistake and was the first song. It was actually the first song recorded at Princey's Paisley Park, um, compound. And according to Susan, Susan Rogers, which was Prince's engineer at the time, uh, she said that Prince was impatiently trying to capture the inspiration he had garnered by listening to Kate Bush. But because of his impatience with the equipment getting installed in this new recording space, the song, which also incorporated Joining Mitchell's Help Me, was recorded without any high-end frequencies. So that's why it kind of sounds like, like it does, like it sounds kind of muffled. But it really worked out for his advantage because it's really, it's probably one of my favorite songs on the, the, the album. It's a cool track. And, um... And if you just listen to the lyrics of it, it's, it's, he's, I don't know, it's just really, it's really a great song. The lyrics are great. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite songs on the, the album. And I am so happy that that part of my book is basically a full-on tribute to, to this man. Um, I even made it so that he went when he was in there he was actually watching a Minnesota uh a Minnesota the Minnesota basketball team playing 
against the Boston Celtics. I'm not sure if that would ever happen, but it was just really cool to write about it. And, um, yeah, it was just really neat to, to visualize what it would be like to have this man that I completely admire as a, a human being, as an artist, as a musician, um, being the visual representation of my character in this book and um, paying homage and tribute to him throughout the book. And so as much as I get to talk about it, I always I will <laughs> try to bring in like how I incorporate him into my stories, even in the book too. And I, although I have not discussed book to you yet, I will. But there are things from book two, like date of births, um, birthdays, anniversary dates that I um, attach to actual album dates that Prince dropped and things that he dropped when he um, when he put out new music or new albums. I use my dates in my books to be those dates for significant characters or main characters um date of events throughout my book so um if you I always say if you're a true prince fan you'll notice them but if you if you just kind of like prince or you don't like them at all it won't take away from the story you'll still enjoy the story regardless I just like to throw those in there because I'm a huge prince fan and I know that if I was reading a book and the author wasn't intentional about putting that information in there. I would see it and go crazy. And I'm hoping that those of you who are huge Prince fans will see it and go crazy like I did writing it. So anyway, thank you for listening. This is the this is what I have for you this week for my Prince history and uh, my Prince facts for the week. And I shall have three more for you next week. And I hope you enjoyed this week's. Hi, guys. I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Purple Charm Experience. I hope you enjoyed it. But in the meantime, in between time, I hope that you will also take a moment to check out my website www.creativecalfrey.com where you can find more information about me, my books, my merchandise, and more. Also, while you're there, I hope you, you will sign up for my newsletter by subscribing. If you also want to receive exclusive content and merchandise that pertains to this podcast, please sign up for my Patreon page by becoming a member. And finally, If you really enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider sharing with your friends and family. I appreciate it and they deserve to get this great information too. So until we meet again, I'll see you next time. Bye.